Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Marissa Tomei was walking through the East Village in Manhattan late one evening when she came across Natasha Lyonne, an old friend since their days starring together in the 1998 film The Slums of Beverly Hills. Lyonne was shooting Russian Doll, her Netflix comedy that has since become a critical hit. Tomei was an immediate fan. I watched it the first night that it was available to stream and I binged it with a good friend of mine because I, I love Natasha and I adore her and yeah. feel very close to her. So we, Lisa and I were watching it and I, we were just talking in the middle of the show. We just kept saying, I think it's about this. Where's this show going? I don't know. Then she said, I don't know if I have one more in me. I was like, I, I, we're going. We're going. <laughs> On this edition of the podcast, we talked to Marissa Tomei about her favorite episode of TV, the pilot to this year's Netflix series, Russian Doll as well as her recent turn as Edith Bunker on Jimmy Kimmel and Norman Lear's Live in Front of a Studio Audience. It's my favorite episode. Welcome to Variety's My Favorite Episode. Let's give it up for your host, Michael Schneider. Thank you, DJ Omar Khan, for the new theme song. It's My Favorite Episode. And this time out, we're talking to Oscar winner Marissa Tomei. Tomei's pick is the premiere episode of Russian Doll, titled Nothing in This World is Easy. Natasha Lyonne, Leslie Hedlund, and Amy Poehler came up with the story with a teleplay by Hedlund, who also directed the show, which premiered February 1 on Netflix, follows Nadia, played by Leone, on her 36th birthday. After leaving her own birthday party at her friend Maxine's loft, Nadia abruptly dies that night, and then immediately finds herself back in Maxine's loft bathroom. It happens over and over again, and at first, only Nadia seems to be affected. Are you going to tell me what's going on? I keep dying and reliving the same night. Does it hurt? <laughs> Yes. You seem fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. I'm questioning my own sanity. We gotta take the fire escape. I Great. have a fire escape? I have to change my Airbnb oh, listing yeah. then. What was wrong with the stairs? It's a long story involving multiple deaths. Yeah, this is much safer. Huh. It never lasted this long. Netflix recently picked up Russian Doll for a second season, and Leon and company are preparing a whole new tale for Nadia and friends. As for Tomei... She's clearly been bitten by the TV bug and is eager to return to the medium where many of us first met her as a cast member on season one of the comedy A Different World. She's done other TV stints since then, including recently on Empire. But after starring in the recent event live in front of a studio audience, she's eager to try her hand at a traditional sitcom. We recently sat down with Tomei to discuss Russian Doll, as well as how she got in character as Edith in All in the Family, and what it was like to be part of that team, as well as 
what she'd like to do next. We began by discussing how she first discovered Russian Doll. Funnily enough, I actually did discover the show in the sense that I was walking through the East Village in New York, Mm -hmm. and I see Natasha on the corner of... uh, uh, in, in one in the northwest corner of Tompkins Square Park. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing here, Natasha? I'm shooting my show. <laughs> What's your show? She tells me about it, and I I see the um, trailers are there, and it's the, it's, it was really late at night too. They were doing a late night shoot, and that's what I, I mean. Just walking through her set is basically how I knew what was going on. That, that is like and word of mouth when you actually literally from hear her. it from her. And we had spoken uh, at a dinner a few months before where she said she was working on her show and that she was doing something with Amy. But I didn't know that it was that. It seemed more abstract. And then it probably came together after that. Yeah. Um, concretized. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it, it's one of those shows where you can't really, you almost can't describe it. You have to just watch it to experience oh God, it. It's so good. It is an experience. It's an experience. It's like reading a really good book. It stays with you. Yeah. It's, uh, there's so many layers to it. Yeah. And uh, even the, the title, Russian Doll, and obviously open, you know, inside and inside and inside and inside. But it's also very much the how it's your mother and your grandmother and your grandmother's grandmother and and this legacy that even her her character is holding because of the stuff she went through with her mom and now she's working it out with her therapist elizabeth ashley but there's that metaphor of the russian dolls yeah of a as a female yeah yeah and also of course it's literal because we have the eggs inside our <laughs> we're born within as many eggs as we're gonna have and so from the day we're born as females so there is always a russian doll inside of us yeah yeah no i mean mm-hmm. you can really go deep on this yeah, show yeah you I mean, can they... so, go so deep on this show and but it's also so pleasurable in yeah. in the in the pacing I, one of the things i love about it is how they i feel like leslie and natasha and amy picked everything from the casting to the to the cinematography, to the sets, to the costumes, to people's haircuts. Like, everything is right. Everything looks great. It's, yeah. it's candy as well. And real. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah, it takes you inside that world. Yeah. And you feel sort of, you know, there, there's that room that she's like, that bathroom where you feel a little claustrophobic uh-huh. at first. <laughs> that, she, that I feel like, I don't know, maybe this is window into me but I, I feel like I've been in that bathroom a lot yeah. of times <laughs> a, a lot of late nights yeah yeah and that totally looks like like a New York house party yeah. that you've probably been to a dozen times and and it just but but uh you know as the it's also like an onion right I mean mm-hmm. as you unpeel just what's going on and and as you sort of relive these moments as well it it starts to really all come together or you think it's one thing and then it's something else but then it's something else and then it's all of it yeah i watched it the first night that it was available to stream and i binged it with a good friend of mine because i i love natasha and worked with her on slums of beverly hills and i adore her and feel very close to her yeah and that's how a lot of us got to know her that was the mm, first thing that we saw her yeah she's just just a rocket ship and um so we lisa and i were watching it and uh, I, we were just talking in the middle of the show. We just kept saying, I think it's about this. Where is this show going? I don't know. Then she said, I don't know if I have one more in me. I was like, I, I, we're going. We're <laughs> going. And because you don't know, you feel like, wait, is this bottoming out? At one point I thought, okay, is it, 
it's about real death. It's about actual death. She's saying, no, it's about reincarnation. No, it's about bottoming out. No, it's about finding yourself. No, it's about AA. No, it's not about, it's, a, it's, and then at one point I thought, oh, God, please don't be about, like, finding your mate. Please don't make this about that. No, Natasha, no. And, of course, it wasn't. It's really how you need to let love in and how you have to let go of, let go, let parts of yourself die, change, um, in, or, in order to have love come in. And, and I think... Well, that's what I think, anyway. Yeah. At least one aspect of yeah. it. <laughs> no, a- absolutely. And, and I think also what's what's compelling about this show, and I think what we've seen lately in television, is is TV uh, uh, scripted uh, storytelling really doing a good job of, of exploring mental health mm-hmm. and uh, in ways that it's never done before. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and this is a perfect example of a show that, that, that does that, but in such an elevated way. Yeah, it's kind of esoteric in the sense that... We're all, there are so many, there's many deaths every day. And then there's the medium sized deaths of like giving up a, a, a habit that's killing you. And then there's the real deaths. And then I got to go through it again if you <laughs> believe in reincarnation yeah. or not. But uh, it's the kind of show that I really have actually found myself going, remember, she looked in the mirror and she got through it. <laughs> I'm telling myself that in some hard moments. Yeah. I think, wow, that's, I, I, I read an article that, uh, uh, the journalist was saying the same thing. He's like, "This actually makes you a better person. <laughs> you can you can rely on this. It's a little self helpy, yeah. But in the like you said, in an elevated way, yeah. But it really touched my heart, yeah. Really. Yeah, and I think that's why it's yeah. it's it's resonating yeah. so so much with people. Did you binge it all at once, or did oh, you? Yeah, yeah. The whole, that went through the whole night. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Have you talked to Natasha about it oh, since God, then? Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so what are those conversations yeah. like? Uh, you know, and just. It's me telling her how how proud I am of her, how inspired I am, and her and her cute, you know, croaky old man. Oh, Marissa, great, (laughs) (laughs) so much fun, Marissa. Yeah, and just I actually had Leslie Headland and I had met a few times just on our own to try to think of a show to do because I've been wanting to do a show for a really long time. Yeah, and. Obviously, that it, that didn't happen or didn't happen yet in my dreams. Perhaps it will happen. Um, but it was it, I was gobsmacked to see that these two had gotten together yeah. and and what they had created. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it's it's so fantastic yeah. for both of them. And, yeah. and yeah, especially it's it's so great. N- Natasha was was someone who like like you mentioned, I mean, Slums of Beverly Hills from from very early on, you know, mm-hmm. we really watched her career. And then like, kind of like we didn't see her for a couple of years. And mm-hmm. now she's just coming back strong. Yeah, she went through a lot. And she put that into the show as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that you are, are looking, though, to do some some tv project and what would you like to do what's what's sort of on your bucket list well i've wanted to do a show for a while because i also want to be in one place for a bit of time yeah um so it's a part of it is the that just a different phase of life um but you know after this all in the family live thing i i don't i'm i'm bit (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I'm snake bit, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know if I, I don't know if I'll ever get that opportunity again because we just don't do live shows. So maybe someone will bring them back. But that four camera setup, there was a period of time I was telling my agents I really want to do a sitcom. They were like, nobody want to do a sitcom. Nobody does sitcoms. I, I really want to do a sitcom. I yeah. think that it will. I like being in front of an audience. I do a lot of theater, so it it and doing that 
that just having that experience was uh, such a thrill. So, um, yeah, and I think you know that format could really be something I'd like to do because you can be really broad, which I like to. I don't don't get that many opportunities to do that. Yeah, yeah, but like you like you sort of said, it's it's it is like theater, and and, Mm -hmm. you know sitcoms. You know, they they kind of got a knock for a few years, and, yeah, and yeah. you know, people moved away from them much more to the single camera. Mm-hmm. But you know, a sitcom at its best still feels you know really special, mm-hmm. and and you can't beat that schedule. Exactly. So, <laughs> then there's that. Yeah. So you know, maybe we will start to see a comeback. I mean, watching live in front of a studio audience, it, yeah. th- there was something comforting about it as well. Um, just yeah. kind of a reminder of, you know, watching those shows in the 70s and 80s and, and feeling like it, it was like a warm blanket. Yeah. Uh, you know, just something that was entertaining, fun, and, and uh, you could just enjoy at home with your family. Yeah. And you just don't get that as much anymore. No, but I don't know. We're not little anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true, too. Maybe, maybe I'm just crying for my childhood. And for one night, at least, I got a chance to go I back in time. I had some friends say that they really loved that they could share it with their children or their grandchildren and that that they could kind of relive, not really relive their childhood, but say this was something that was important to me growing up and I loved it. And now I'm getting to share this with these kids. Yeah. So that intergenerational thing certainly happened with this show. So what did you watch growing up? What what were your influences uh, on, on the small screen back in the day? I watched a lot of Lucy, yeah. like over and over and over, and I watched Little Rascals a lot, and um, yeah. <laughs> Fat Albert, <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, that Carol one. Burnett, a lot of Carol yeah. Burnett, and um, Soap. So we got a little older. Soap yeah. mm-hmm, came on, and that was actually a family show for us. That was like my, my nuclear family would watch that together. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were those are ones that, and then a lot of Norman's other shows like Good Times and Maud. I watched those. Yeah, watched yeah. those with my brother. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't escape some of those shows. They were, you know, it, that yeah, was, and Bonanza. <laughs> and then there was Bonanza. Okay. It was a totally another vein. I was gonna say that's straight out of left field. <laughs> <laughs> that what was? We didn't have all those channels. No, no, it's, yeah. you kind of were limited. Yeah. But there was yeah. something nice about watching shows yeah. like that with yeah. with the entire nation. Yeah, because because there weren't many options, so everyone yeah. you knew was watching, say, All in the Family on a Saturday night, or yeah. Carol Burnett, or, or what have you. And you know, maybe we've lost a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, again, what was kind of nice about live uh, in front of a studio audience is mm-hmm. felt like a lot of people, I was on social media the night it was on, a mm-hmm. lot of people talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you had this, it felt like a group conversation. Yeah, this mm-hmm. communal experience mm-hmm. watching people talk about it. T- today when we did this, uh, when we saw some of the clips, uh, this thing we just did together, I, I hadn't seen any of it. So I, I hadn't, I mean, we did it live and then I didn't look at it yeah. at all. So it was, it was kind of shocking. Was, was, d- is that just because you've been busy or did you not want to go back? You no, like- I just, yeah, it was just, it was, it was what it was. And I think because it's live, it felt like, it, it felt more like that was, no, there's no point. I'm not going to get better next week. I'm not going to learn anything from it, really, because, oh, maybe maybe if I was doing a regular show, I could watch, and which I don't really like to do anyway. I kind of, it's very um, 
stressful experience for me. Yeah. But there would be some justification to kind of say, well, maybe I could adjust this or that. But that was it. Yeah. <laughs> One shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I think that the glow that people, it's just so nice to run into people and have them love it. So there's no reason to look at it for, because my judgmental mind for myself, for myself will kick in and I don't want to. There's an experience that was filled with so much joy yeah. that I don't want to start um, the nitpicking part of my brain. <laughs> do you, you know? So you do that a lot to your performances? Are you, are you your harshest critic, as they say? Or? Well, I'm sure there are harsher, <laughs> but I think I, I uh, yeah, I try to beat them to the punch. <laughs> That's what that inner critic does, doesn't it? Well, sad, sad thing. <laughs> I got to say, I mean, going back to social media, you know, and people mm. can be nasty on social media, mm. but the general consensus was that you just, you killed it. You kind of, mm. you know, you, you were one of the things that people talked about the most in watching this. Was, you know, I learned a lot from her, though, yeah. from from the Edith role and from Jean, or the, the essence of Jean, because Norman said, go back to the scripts and just, just, just what, if you got this script on its own. And... You know, it's it was hard to read some of the stuff that the way Archie speaks to her and yeah. and wh- wh- where is she in the, what's her role in the family if you really just look at it. But I, I we we know that when someone's on a long running show, you're gonna the the actor actually influences the writer and and it's vice versa. So it's a it's a conglomeration and a collaboration. And so I when I realized it was hard for me actually even to really tune into Edith because. As you were saying, when I was young and I was watching All in the Family, I didn't really relate to Edith. I was looking at Gloria or I was looking at, like, who's the neighbors? Who's coming over today? Yeah. It wasn't political even to me. It was just like, who's in their world? Who's going to come to the door? Their world seems so small, like mine, like a child. Yeah. And so when uh, Norman talked about Edith, I thought, oh, gosh, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, lo- I love Edith and I, I'm honored. I'm terrified. I don't think you can, it's, it's really hard to, it might be the, complete setup for failure and but love really you know triumphed in that case because I thought it it trumped everything because I thought no it's Norman I want to be part of anything Norman's going to do and I want to I love him I just I love him it came straight from the heart Um, but what I realized in as I started to look at Edith was that that she comes from such a non-judgmental space and that she believes in telling the truth always that she's so pure she's got that dingbat thing going on and i i understood that about her but i still thought i can't i don't relate to this frowsy housewife part of her i'm not really sure and then i realized oh my god gracie allen and i went back and i thought oh gracie allen and carol lombard and a long line of dingbats and i understand and i think it was through gracie that then it was a hop skip and a jump to edith yeah that helped me yeah um so, yeah, before I know it, I was in that apron and <laughs> hustling around. And singing that song. And singing that song <laughs> that they convinced me to do. That was a personal, that was like a personal secret triumph. Yeah. Because we had the whole live show thing, but I had a bad experience in high school where I lost my voice when I had to sing something. And, and yeah. I always, I just felt like, what if it happens again? What if I'm so nervous I lose my voice? And... And, and what if I cry? Because yeah. I, I, you know, the performer part kicked in, but the the me part thought I'm just I'm so emotional. I can't believe that I'm standing on this set. Each person who who came onto the set, each one of the performers, we had to have that 
you had that moment because you're a little kid watching TV and suddenly you're stepping through your TV into the actual right. and that was the that was a I'm on acid moment yeah you know? yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> as it, well it, it almost <laughs> seemed like uh, it, I, mm. I mentioned in our panel a repertory company but it almost mm. seemed like because yeah. you all had to come together yeah. and sort of do this so fast yeah. and and rehearse so much that yeah. you, you did kind of have this this bond you that know, came that out was of it. that was another reason why I wanted to do it because I was looking for a m- more bonding experience in my work life and yeah. I really wanted to be where people wanted to be together and uh, and I also knew if we go through this this <laughs> we're bonded yeah. and I, I wanted that yeah. yeah yeah no and it seemed like it so yeah. um, you mentioned that uh, so, so uh, well first let me ask you uh, how did this come to you? So Norman contacted you directly? That- Norman called me on my cell phone. I, it was an, a number I didn't recognize. And uh, his assistant said, oh, is this Marissa? I said, yes. And she said, I have Norman Lear for you. And I said, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he came on the line, Marissa, hey, remember 30 years ago when I said I was going to call you? <laughs> I'm calling you now. And the thing was, I did meet him 30 years ago. Really? And he did say he was going to call me 30 years ago. And he didn't until now. That's, <laughs> so in this crazy way, of like, <laughs> Norman Lear discovered me. <laughs> where, did, where did you meet him 30 hey, years kid, ago? <laughs> I'm going to give you a call. <laughs> how, how did you meet him 30 years ago? Was, where, uh, did you talk about a project? Was there? A- yes, I, and, uh, and through his daughter, Maggie, uh, it was around the time of A Different World. That's when right. I did that show, yeah. but I don't really even know if it was before or after. That was around that time, and I, I was at his house and I met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. So, yeah, and then he pitched it to me right there, right yeah. there on the phone. It was funny. Yeah. I, I said no. I, I, I'm, I'm extremely honored, and it just sounds like impossible. I, I. I really have to think about it. So you said no first. Well, I I certainly did not say yes. (laughs) (laughs) I really, and the great thing was, he his his, there wasn't a lot of pressure. Like they kind of let it sit, which I don't know if that was, uh, you know, strategic or if it was just luck, and they were focused on other characters or other things, other creative things. But I had enough time to mull it over in my mind, uh, you know, and to consult a couple of my good friends and. You know, but like I said, the heart went out. Yeah. I was like, this is this is really scary and could be re- it could go really wrong. She she is so beloved, and I love her. So what, you know, yeah. But I felt and I stayed away actually from all the gene stuff too because I didn't want to do a replica. I wanted to understand where she where Edith was coming from, understand Edith's background, finally find my way to her to her heart, and. Then I realized, my God, the legacy of love that lives on because of Jean. It was in a real person, yeah, an actual person. <laughs> Jean had so much that she infused this character with that the character affected all these people in America and lived on through generations. And now I get to step into that stream. It was a really, it sounds so treacly, but it was really, it was a very elevated, beautiful place to be in for that week. Yeah. But there was a, there's a line there. Were, I had a couple of lines that I thought, I don't know how I'm going to say this or how it's going to come off now. 
One um, was an early joke. He's talking about, Archie's talking about Nixon, and I make a reference to it's hard for a rich man to walk through the eye of the camel. And I knew that she wouldn't be judgmental, so why was she even saying this? And yet it couldn't be just a quote that we've all heard from the Bible a lot and just like, you know, with no meaning behind it. And finally I realized, oh, she thinks even Nixon has some troubles. <laughs> it would be hard for even a rich man. Rich man. Don't, we don't, she just doesn't judge anybody. Yeah. And these little keys came through that uh, were gems to just to find. But she had laid all the tracks, really. Yeah. The, the other moment that I was really concerned about was, other than the whole thing, was <laughs> that um, when, we, when Gloria brings up a woman president and Edith switches it to, to, you know what I think? I think we ought to eat. And I thought, oh, Edith, no. Why? Where are you on this? And how, how is the modern audience going to perceive Edith for not having an opinion or not wanting a woman president? Or what, where is she coming from? And I tried so many different readings on it. And finally, I just pat, I patted... Um, Gloria Ellie Kempner's arm and as if like let's let it wait for like we're having everyone's here now what we all do is we all eat together it's all the bonds are more important than politics at this celebration maybe that seems obvious now but I guess for me and my feminist leanings I thought how what am I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) I even tried to give her power to the people so like I lifted my arm at one point and like this isn't working (laughs) yeah 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 yeah, no (laughs) but but I think I think it worked and (laughs) and uh you know we we were talking earlier just how contemporary it felt Mm. uh if you just change some names and words Mm. and and uh, on the other hand that's kind of depressing that uh, yeah exactly you know not not a lot has changed um that night we of course talked about the uh, Jamie Foxx flub, mm-hmm. but were, were there any other moments where there there might have been a moment that maybe we didn't even see that there there was potentially something that might have gone off the rails, <laughs> or was there a, a dicey moment that you remember? Um, n- no, that was the main off the rails moment yeah. for sure uh, that I know of, uh, and he, he's so loose. So I wasn't really I I was excited when he did it. I was nervous and excited. I can't believe this is happening. But I also felt like, thank God, I'm kind of relieved. Now we all know that this is, because you're kind of pretending it isn't live. The actors are, and maybe the audience is holding a certain tension for us also. Like, oh my God, it's live. What's going to happen? And and it was almost more fun to have that, to have that moment and go, okay, we're all in this together. Yeah. 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 Because you kind of also want to prove to everyone that, yeah, this is live. This really is. Yeah. Yeah. I think our show the night before that you said you were at was maybe a little tighter on the actor's part because it was hard. It was a different audience. Everyone was hyped up. So the applause was longer. So the timing of the jokes had to land differently and yeah so yeah yeah that, it's funny because i think you're right in that the the audience i was with was a little more of an industry audience so they're not quite as uh, <laughs> a little more reserved yeah. so so it, it was it was tighter yeah. as a result um you mentioned a different world and that that reminds me another thing that people were sort of bringing up where was the serendipity of, of you and woody of course re, the, the, the the old oh. nbc thursday night oh. <laughs> There's a little yeah. little that reunion as yeah. well. So, uh, what was uh, what was sort of the like give and take with with Woody like? How, did you guys uh, sort of do much work together in terms of uh, ironing out uh, Archie and, and Edith? Uh, well, I called him uh, uh, early on, and 
and he he was in Hawaii. He was like, I have guests. I'll talk to you later. Like, ah, how come he's not nervous about this? But then when I did talk to him a few days later, he said, uh, you know, he did. Act, he was nervous as well. And I asked if he what how, what his approach was going to be because there really wasn't Jimmy Burroughs wasn't. I guess these guys knew that he was going to be directing it, but he it wasn't official, so there was no one to turn really turn to. Norman, to, to a degree, of course, but he kept saying, what do the actors want to do? Let's see what the actors want to do. And he even said, I said, are you going to use the same language because it's controversial? And he said, we're going to talk about it with the actors. So it was all like, I was like, this is too much on the actors. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to Woody, and uh, he told me he was going to, he's working on an accent. So... Um, but I didn't know if he was going to do a little belly or if he, what he was going to do with his look or, you know, were we totally reinventing this together? Because Edith, what if he decided he wasn't going to be as harsh to Edith? Yeah. I, then I don't know how I'm you – know, we didn't talk about all this. We only briefly texted and then we came to the read and I, I understood what he was doing and I felt like, oh, okay, we're, we'll – I know where to slide in to yeah. this with him. Yeah. Yeah, and then from there, it's it mm-hmm. seems like yeah. uh, everyone kind of found their beats and uh, and it worked. Yeah, and the costumes helped a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And that set, yeah. I imagine too. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. you mentioned yeah. you would be up for doing it again uh, if if they <laughs> uh, you know do another show and and uh, you know maybe play another role. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll do that. But if they did, that would be thrilling. That yeah. would be that would be thrilling to. It's kind of the best of everything for an actor. You're getting to. Oh, it's almost a stage performance, but people get to see it, yeah. and it's quick. <laughs> and we know the writing's incredible. Yeah, no, exa- exactly. Um, so, so going back to what you're watching these days, so Russian mm-hmm, Doll, mm-hmm. Uh, is that the kind of show that like you sort of gravitate to, or what's what's mm-hmm. your what's your TV, what's your media diet? Mm, uh, Escape from Donnemara, um, mm-hmm. Killing Eve. Uh, of course, I'm like. You let it this part out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I can I'll, think. I'll tie it then in, I yeah. can think. Of that. Yeah, no <laughs> I'll think. Think about uh, what are my other um, shows. Uh, you know, one of uh, I do have a guilty pleasure in Younger. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fun show. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It also has its slapstick elements in that too. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, yeah, tell me shows. Well, I feel obviously, like I'm not thinking. Well, no, you're saying some great shows, and and you know, obviously, the sort of the the sort of the common link is some great great roles for for female mm. actors. Like mm. you know, especially Killing Eve is such mm. a fantastic show. Mm. Uh, in Russian Doll, we talked mm. about so uh, so it is mm. like kind of a good time to jump into TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it it has been. I f- I feel very lucky in a tiny way for one week to be part of this golden age of television I, because I've been wanting to do it yeah. for so long and I, know, like, so when, I can't let the <laughs> golden age of television pass me by right. so I feel like thanks Norman yeah. thanks for calling me 30 years later <laughs> yeah so when are we going to get your uh, your your golden age of, mm-hmm. of TV show so you you're looking at it mm-hmm. right so we you what what, what are you thinking are you? Do you have some projects in mind right now? Or are you? No, I'm no? just. I'm, I'm. I'm hoping and and talking to talking to people, but I'm, I'm open to see what what's coming. 
All right. I want to do it. Well, everyone yeah, yeah. hear this right now. Okay, oh, yes. is available. Yes, you can keep that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's spread the word. Uh, yeah. We need to get you on uh, uh, some some Netflix show. Uh, you know, some some eight episode Netflix show. Yes, I mean that's the great thing. That, too, that would be is, perfect. Yes. Yeah, is it's not a huge time commitment the way it might have been once. Yeah, and, you can mix it up, and I can still do some plays, and I could do a movie uh, when on the other part of the time. It's a, it's a really nice. Uh, system that's happening right now yeah and maybe season two of russian doll well maybe let's <laughs> <laughs> get natasha on the phone well uh you know c- congrats on live uh, in front of a studio audience a- again you and wanda sykes i think oh were gosh. like the two i mean everyone was fantastic but the the two of you like carried that special um, I, you know, I kept thinking there's something really special between Edith and Louise before we yeah. even started rehearsing. Just when I was really reflecting on the show itself, and I thought, oh, and I think that it's m- noticeable in this time period. Now that we're looking at yeah. it again, it's heightened because we see we see where f- females are uh, in cahoots in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there was something mm-hmm. about you know them feeling like elevated mm-hmm. uh, in 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 this special. So, mm-hmm. and perhaps it was the way both you and Wanda sort of approached these characters. But there, there was something that felt elevated this time, mm-hmm. uh, even versus the the sitcoms back in the day. It was so, a pleasure. So yeah, so again, hope that we see another one of these specials, and I hope we see you back on one of these specials too. So thank you. Thanks so much for uh, doing this podcast, thanks Marissa. For great, time. great talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time. There's something really special between Edith and Louise before we yeah. even started rehearsing. Just when I was really reflecting on the show itself, and I thought, oh, and I think that it's m- noticeable in this time period. Now that we're looking at yeah. it again, it's heightened because we see we see where f- females are uh, in cahoots in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there was something mm-hmm. about you know them feeling like elevated mm-hmm. uh, in 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 this special. So, mm-hmm. and perhaps it was the way both you and Wanda sort of approached these characters. But there, there was something that felt elevated this time, mm-hmm. uh, even versus the the sitcoms back in the day. It was so, a pleasure. so yeah, so again, hope that we see another one of these specials, and I hope we see you back on one of these specials too. So, thank you. Thanks so much for uh, doing this podcast, Thanks Marissa. For great, great talking to you. Me too. <laughs>
And that's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.